Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Welcome to Leverage to Scale. I'm your host today. I'm Dan. And joining me today is someone who, Lola, when I saw this come up, I saw your profile. I thought this is going to be an amazing conversation. I knew it just looking at your online presence. So I know it's going to be joining me today is resilience mentor and business coach for empathic entrepreneurs. Now that just sounds so cool. I love talking about empathy and about entrepreneurs. So Lola Pickett joins me. Lola, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. So tell me a little bit about what a business coach for empathic entrepreneurs looks like. What is that? When you describe that to folks, how do you talk about it? Well, I like to look at my own story as kind of a guidepost for what this can look like because I, of course, myself am also an empathic entrepreneur. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what I'm talking about or be able to lead in this space. And what I discovered is that as a highly sensitive person, which means that you internalize emotions and more um, sensory data like sounds, smells, taste, you absorb those things more deeply than the average person. And so as a business owner, what this can lead to is overwhelm and basically an, uh, an internalized glass ceiling where you can't grow your business past a certain point because you don't feel like you can handle the increased attention, the increased audience base, the customer service demands. And so you find yourself when you're an empath and an entrepreneur hitting these plateaus. And I hit them myself and I thought it was strategy based. You know, I thought, well, if I just have the next best strategy, the next right marketing message, then that's what's going to help me bust through this glass ceiling. And that ceiling looked like about four years of 250K in revenue straight every single year with no ability to really push past that no matter what I tried. And what I discovered was that it wasn't about the strategy. What it was really about was that my nervous system was so overwhelmed with the prospect of having a bigger business that I was unconsciously protecting myself from my own success. And once I began to understand how to support my nervous system better, how to really make the most of my empathic gifts, that's when things really started to change. And so now I love teaching these skills, which are very practical, very grounded, not at all in the woo sphere. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but a lot of it's just physiological. How do we help our bodies support us in our own success and our own dreams? And like I like to say, if our nervous system is, feels unsafe with our growth, we will never be able to achieve our bigger visions. And to me, that's not fair because we need more highly sensitive leaders in this world. I mean, wouldn't you agree? hundred percent. And it's funny you say woo sphere, like, oh, this is all woo and crazy and like new age, whatever. But in all reality, those soft skills we used to talk about, the people yeah. skills, the empathy, that has become such a huge differentiator in today's business world, what right? And there's that? science behind it now. So what you're doing, like, I mean, it, it speaks to me anyway. I hope, you know, the listeners too, I know it does. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really good. And what, man, why? why I mean, you answered it, but like, I just keep thinking, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we limit ourselves? Um, what is one of the pieces of advice that you start with maybe for those entrepreneurs who 
this is resonating with and they're thinking, okay, what's the first step? What's your first piece of advice? My first piece of advice is actually to rein your attention back in on yourself, which is Mm -hmm. so counterintuitive for somebody who is an empath, highly sensitive. We are naturally prone to attending to our customers, to our audience, to our families, to everybody else versus ourselves. But if we're going to truly be a CEO and a leader in our business and in our market space, we need to understand our own perspective on things. We need to get very clear on what our values are because only then will we be able to really operate from a place of integrity. Otherwise, you run the risk of people pleasing, of getting taken down when you get negative feedback, when you have some sort of PR situation happen in your business, which we're all going to run into when we grow. If you're not centered in what you believe in and what's important to you and using that as your decision-making framework, you're not going to be able to sustainably leverage or scale. And so I would say step number one is to get very clear on what are the core values not just for your business, but for you personally, because the audience needs to feel your integrity in order to trust you. Yep, absolutely. We do business with those we get to know, like, and trust, right? That's an old adage, but it's also just those that we connect with, we want to get to know, like, and trust. So Lola, you said core values, and it sounds like you're kind of speaking about a why also, Mm -hmm. right? So I want to know your why. When you, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What speaks to you? What's your big why, Lola? My big why, the reason why I keep showing up for this work as challenging as it can be sometimes is that I have a vision of a world in which our governments, our education platforms, our financial platforms, economic models, and our households are led by people who have their hearts open and who have the ability to have compassion without losing themselves in the process. And this is not possible for us as a society, much less as individuals, without resiliency. And resiliency to me does not mean toughness. It doesn't mean muscling through our lives or putting up an armor against things that we perceive to be attacking us. It means, ultimately, it means self-trust. Do you trust yourself at the end of the day to navigate what life has for you? When you do, When you can rely on yourself like that, you are resilient. And there's an art and physiological mechanisms of self-trust that you can learn. You know, this isn't about a leap of faith. It's about practical ways you can really ground into your body, help your nerves, support yourself, not go into anxiety or worry, and really support yourself into this place of resiliency so you can be that leader in your house, much less in your business or as a wider culture. Resilience mentor, indeed. That was really good. That was really good. And and I, and the, the the practical grounding. I may want to come back to that if we have time because that's really interesting. Sure. Like one or two steps, whatever. Um, but I want to know. You know it sounds like, I mean, things seem to be going well. You have such a great aura about you, great energy. So things must be a hundred percent perfect all the time. I would imagine. Oh sure. Um, sure. <laughs> But in all reality, I mean, entrepreneurs, because like you work with entrepreneurs, but you're also yourself an entrepreneur, and so often whether we hit that glass ceiling that you described or something else happens, we hit rock bottom. So either a bottom or a ceiling, there's those moments of enough is enough. I just, I'm out. Have you had those moments too? Oh yeah. I have had those weekends where I thought, you know, maybe I should just start applying for jobs again because (laughs) I really 
don't want to do this whole running a business thing, the leadership aspect, the running a team aspect, which as you grow is going to be probably the most challenging part of your business is really knowing how to run your team. And when you're not doing that well, it can get extremely defeating feeling. It can get very overwhelming when market conditions change and what you have been doing no longer works. It's really tempting to just throw in the towel and quit and Mm -hmm. That's another side of resiliency that I believe every single entrepreneur needs because if we're going to be in that minority statistic of businesses that last more than five years, we're going to have to be able to roll with changing conditions. We're going to have to be able to talk ourselves out of the temptation to just quit and go work for someone else because you and I both know that is not what we're here to do. That's why we did this in the first place. But a lot of us have just designed ourselves another job. So there's also some core aspects to running your business that probably need to be looked at as part of that overall entrepreneurial resilience too. So what are some of those hard moments that you've faced and maybe a lesson from it? Yeah. So one of the things that I would really love to do as a creative person is constantly come up with new offerings. So the way that my business looked for the first seven years was I'm going to do something really well. I'm going to sell a course. That course is going to do great. Am I going to launch that course again? No, I'm not going to repeat that success. I don't even know what I did to launch that successfully because I wasn't tracking metrics or looking at any of my data. I'm going to go on to the next shiny object. And this is part of the plateau I experienced, right? Because you cannot leverage or scale something when you keep changing what you're offering. But as a serial creator, you're like, I'm going to get bored. I'm going to get super bored. I'm going to get tired of doing this. I can't talk about the same thing over and over again. I'm not that person. However, you might be defining yourself as a creative to prevent yourself from actually succeeding. And you're talking yourself out of the potential that you can find a million ways to talk about your core premise, your your offer that you've just continued to refine instead of change over and over again. So I, I did this. I made this mistake. I reinvented the wheel so many times. And I really bumped up against so many walls in the business because of that. And my audience didn't grow. My email list stayed at 1,200 people for five straight years. Maybe the, uh, the shift in those 1,200 people would change a little bit, but I really stagnated at every single level. And, and that's when I reached that point of, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Maybe I should just go get a job. And then I started to really look at where am I not being resilient? What's going on with my stories? What, what's going on with my mental state? Where's my body at? And everything started to shift. And so as that began to shift, what did you do purposefully to overcome that challenge in particular of, of not getting bored, right? You're that consummate creator. What was something practical that you did to overcome that challenge? Well, I committed, like I committed full on. And I think that commitment really is the key to our liberation in so many ways, but our culture doesn't really like sell that as a sexy message. It's like, (laughs) monogamy is boring. Go on to the next shiny object. Mm -hmm. And actually when you fully show up for an offer and then the community that that offer develops, what I have discovered to actually be true is that you're not at all bored. What instead becomes your creative opportunity is your messaging, is the way that you grow your launches, the way that you add on layers and nuances until people go through an experience with you and they're like, completely blown away. And of course, that doesn't happen the first time you launch something. You can't, Mm. you don't have all of the information about what's going to land for people, what's going to work, all the different little pieces that maybe don't work perfectly the first time that you don't improve if you just try something new. 
And so I have found in like infinite creative freedom in messaging for the launch, in serving the community, in changing how I serve the community, in stepping more and more into my role as a leader versus the doer in my business. And then I get to think creatively and not just push around pixels. <laughs> push around pixels. Yeah. Um, and, and it's and it's interesting because I've heard other other thought leaders say the freedom and creativity comes from a little bit of guardrails, right? You've got to have like these things in place that get you there and then you can play so much within that framework, right? Yeah, exactly. Limitations. We don't actually get limited by limitations within the confines of that commitment, that focus, that lane that you're choosing to stay in. That's where you can really excel and really Mm -hmm. fly. And commitment is rare. Commitment is scary because when you close all the back doors, you're saying, I'm all in on this. And that can be risky, but without great risk, there's not great reward. And I think commitment's worth the risk. Yeah, all commitment's worth the risk. I like that. Um, so another thing that this kind of reminds me of is, depending on how you say the word, the riches are in the niches or the riches <laughs> are in the niches. I don't know. Um, the riches are in the niches? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so, But like, but that's so true, right? When when you do yeah. niche down into that, you find your community and you can find that offering and then how you message can change, this kind of a thing. Um, I noticed that in your LinkedIn going way back, your coaching seemed to be focused on women, right? Mm-hmm. Is that not the case anymore? Did you expand that niche to be encompassing of empaths more than gender? Yes, absolutely. Actually, we have a full gender spectrum represented in our clientele now. Uh, everybody from non-binary to queer to trans to male, female, traditional. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I, I have done that is that empath ex- expands into all those different spheres. And yet empaths themselves are a very narrow niche. In fact, it's such a narrow and small niche that if you look at what should function for a business, all the stats say this is not going to work. There's not mm-hmm. enough Google searches out there on this topic to justify this business existing, for which I say the numbers don't always tell the truth. Those yeah. stories don't always tell the truth. Sometimes the smaller the niche, the better. I mean, I have a colleague who sells corset sewing instructions for 18th century style corsetry and has like a multiple six-figure business, right? And how small of a niche is that? So certainly I can have a business (laughs) that serves empaths and highly sensitive people, which are about 20% of the population. So to me, that's, you know, more than enough clientele for my business. Yeah. Interesting. Man, how specific is that corset (laughs) business? My goodness. But that's that's not what we're (laughs) here for. So (laughs) cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, So Lola, if you could, you look back at the last year, whether it's just this year or the last 12 months, however you want to frame this, is that there's one thing that you could redo in the last year, what would that be? If there's one thing I could redo in the last year, I think it would actually be to really prioritize health and wellness personally in our family because we have had some interesting little health struggles that probably are a result of overworking, getting too excited about the things that we're doing and not following our own advice, which is to take breaks, not to burn your candle at both ends. We had some really successful launches in the last 12 months and they really demanded a lot from my husband and I, who's my business partner. And he's the one who really has gotten the brunt of like, you're getting taken down by a cold. Is it COVID-19? Now you're getting taken down by this other mystery thing. And so, yes, it's like built empathy with our audience who often struggles with autoimmune disorders and mystery illnesses. However, I don't want that embodied empathy to be our story for good. So um, I think really, really taking more time away from the business is something I would go back and tell myself and have confidence that that's going to serve. 
Yeah. Yeah. And in long term, like you said, it's going to serve. It's going to build from there. Yeah. Um, I wrote down something I want to go back to when you, when you were talking about the, the, the Google searches for empath entrepreneurs may have like been nil, but in all reality, there is a market for that. How do you become that thought leader when there's quote unquote air, air quotes, no market? <laughs> well, you have a different perspective and you have to figure out what that perspective is. But if I was just saying, speaking to the empath experience specifically in the entrepreneurial context, the way that other people talk about it, because there are folks in this space, then I would be a dime a dozen, right? But my perspective on being an empath in particular around the idea of protecting yourself from other people's energies and emotions, which is like the number one thing that people look for help around, I have a very different take on that. So when I do marketing, when I run my Facebook ads, when I'm creating content, I'm creating content not just to speak to the empath, but to really empower them to think about these gifts in a different way. What I say is that you don't actually need to protect yourself. One of my very controversial Facebook ads is like, empaths, stop protecting yourselves. Everyone's (laughs) like, what are you talking about? This is the main thing I need the most. And it's like, no, what's actually going to protect you is your own integrity to yourself and you radiating that outward, not keeping everybody else out. It's letting you out. And to do that, you have to know who you are. And so here's how we're going to help you do that. It's a very tender and vulnerable process. If you're used to looking at everybody else and not yourself, then you might find that you're a bit more of a stranger to yourself than you're aware of. <laughs> so it sounds like I hear you say vulnerability and authenticity are two main ways and create that space for yourself, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And just frame things differently. You know, yeah. if you're going to talk to a small market, don't be saying the same thing everybody else is saying. Very good. That's, yeah, man, there's a lot of wisdom in that. That's a nice <laughs> little nugget right there. Just ding, back that up, and listen to that again, folks. Um, so so you, you've had some success. You've been doing this for a long time. You've made some shifts and stuff like that. If you look at the next three years, maybe five years or even further out, 10 years, what does what does that future look like for you? Uh, I'm really excited about this. So because I really have this vision of a different way of leading and a different set of leaders in all of these different areas of our society, I really look at my business as in three to five years having different segmentations serving those communities. So everything from family relationships and parenting through navigating the political sphere to how do we reimagine medical care so that there's more room for empathy and genuine connection, deep listening with our patients. Um, How do we reimagine mental health? Because there's a lot of um, opportunities for improvement in how we serve the populations that need psychiatric help, psychological help. How do we look at psychiatrics and psychology as a whole and take it just out of the brain and more into the body? So I'm really looking at influencing a lot of these bigger spheres in society with the power of our community. And I know that together we can really create something very different, very powerful. And I feel like the world is calling for that right now with everything that's that's happening you know things are breaking down and it's very very traumatizing and scary but also it's an invitation to create something better and i feel like we're really going to be on the forefront of that because without resilience where else are we going to go from here 100% and as you see that vision in front of you how can our community leverage the scale jump on board and support you in developing that vision i love that question so much so we all need our own personal resilience in order to co-create this new vision. And so the best way to support this is to, first of all, start getting curious about the ways that you are not being resilient in your life. Start being honest with yourself. Where does life throw you for a loop? 
Hmm. What gets under your skin? What kinds of comments and social media posts trigger you? Um, you need to start listening to those triggers and not using them as an excuse to turn away from what it is that's itching under your skin, but really look at it and go, okay, what's going on here? Why am I getting triggered by this anti-racism movement or Black Lives Matter or whatever it is that's up? Because that's your invitation to more resiliency. And so that is the first place to go. And then when you're hearing me talk and going, hmm, I'm enjoying what she's saying and resonating with her energy, I have a podcast and that's probably the next best place to go because obviously you're a podcast listener. So just hop right. over in your app and look for Empath to Power we do have really different conversations about what it means to be highly sensitive and a leader in all these different areas of your life. And then from there, you'll learn all about how we can help empower the entrepreneurial community to have more resilience so that we can step into this new vision of highly sensitive leadership um, worldwide. Like, let's change this for humans everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I feel like I'm at a, a sermon or a, 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 an educational. I just like, I'm, I'm going in. to church. I love it. <laughs> So good. So Lola, what you said, the, um, your podcast, you mentioned, you also are the Lola Pickett on all the social media. So find her there. Um, and then your website is? Lola Pickett with two T's.com and everything is there. You'll find all the, all the goods and we try to make good. it a beautiful experience to enter into as well. So Excellent. I love, I love the uh, leverage to scale vision on experiential websites. So yeah. Great stuff. Awesome. Lola, thank you so much for being a part of this and for bringing your uh, resilience mentorship to our audience. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.